0: Welcome to the Light Post Podcast, where we use God's Word to bring light to matters that affect believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. I am Minister Joseph Parker, and it is my hope to encourage you in your walk of faith. The salvation afforded to you came at a high price. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died on a cruel cross so you could live. Not only were you saved from hell, but you also saved to live for God. Maybe that last part sounds a little challenging. How do you live for God in a sinful world? The answer is simple. Be holy. You might find the word holy to be intimidating. Many things may come to your mind when you think about holiness. Maybe you think it is a person in a white robe being morally perfect. Well, let us go to the word of God to understand what holy means. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13-16, to 16, it says, So prepare your minds for action, and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. To be holy is to be set apart for God. As a believer, you should be different compared to those of the world. God purposed you to live for him and not for the evil world system. Now that we have defined what holy means we need to ask another question. How can a person be holy when they have been in the habit of being unholy and corrupt? We'll get to the answer to that, but first a story in the Bible involving the Lord Jesus. If you'd like to follow along, go to the Gospel of John, chapter 2, verse 13 to 17. Now the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem, and he found in a temple those who sold oxen and sheep and doves, and the money changers doing business. When he had made a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen, and poured out the changers' money, and overturned the tables. And he said to those who sold doves, Take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of merchandise. Then his disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house has eaten me up there was a serious problem in the temple in jerusalem a structure made to be set apart for god it was supposed to be a place of worship and giving the most high glory but it was being misused it was turned into a place filled with corrupt commerce people were taken advantage of and mistreated in god's temple but that soon changed when the lord entered the scene when the lord came into the temple he took authority and drove out those things that did not belong in a place that was to be holy, set apart for God. Now, you might be wondering, what does the Lord cleansing the temple have to do with me being holy? Well, the Lord cares about the temple being used properly, and that includes you, follower of Christ. Every believer is a temple to God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16-17, to 17, it says, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19-20, to 20, it says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Understand that your faith in Christ made you a holy temple set apart for God. That means you belong to God and therefore have a divine purpose. If you are not fulfilling that purpose, there may be things within you that do not belong in the temple. We'll go to the word of God to tell us what does not belong. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 5 to verse 9, it says, Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your own mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. Sin, which is wrongdoing, does not belong in God's temple. The scripture I just read gave examples of sins that misuse the temple. That was not an exhaustive list. Ungodly behavior perverts God's holy place. Profanity does not belong in God's temple. Perversion does not belong in God's temple. Sexual morality does not belong in God's temple. Malice does not belong in God's temple. These things should have no place in the place set apart for the Most High. Now, if you are caught up in sins such as these or others, do not lose heart. As you live your faith, confronting sin within is part of your spiritual growth. Each of us has a different walk of faith, but we all have the same Lord. He is there with us to aid us if we yield ourselves to him. Consider the following scripture. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 to verse 13. The Lord is there to aid us so we can be set apart to live for him. Our faith is activated by our reverence and dependence on him. We are not to focus on not doing this sin or that sin, but letting him reign in us. We do this by daily walking in the spirit. What gets in the way is a sinful nature, which is our old nature. It no longer dominates the believer, but it can hinder the believer in living for God's glory. God's word reveals this to us in the following scripture. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy. Murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such There is no law, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 to verse 26. If we let the Lord work in us by yielding to the Spirit, we can overcome the deeds of this sinful nature. Just like he entered the temple in Jerusalem and cleansed it by his spirit, he can cleanse us from within so we can be set apart for him. We cannot be made holy outside of the son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. We must continually look to him and let him work in us. Let me take a moment to be clear about something. I am not someone who has perfected holiness. I have followed Christ and faltered in my own walk of faith. I have engaged in ungodly behavior, such as profane speech, angry outbursts, cynicism, drunkenness, and other ungodly things. By God's grace, I have come to understand that our Heavenly Father wants us to raise our standard of living as His child. He wants to cleanse us so He can work mightily in and through us. Each of us must engage that process so we can be set apart for Him. I'd like to offer some practical steps to help me that I know will empower you to be holy. The first practical step is give your attention to the Word of God. It says in John chapter seventeen, verse seventeen, in the New Living Translation, make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. God's word is a cleansing agent for our hearts. If we take time to learn what it says and obey it, it will transform us from within. Ungodly influences will be driven out because God's influence will drive it out. Listen to God's word. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 15 to verse 17. Spend time in God's word so you can learn how to be set apart for God's glory. Another essential step is prayer. Prayer is essential for the believer's holiness. Prayer is direct communication to our Heavenly Father. It activates your faith and it keeps you connected to Him. It says in First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17 in the New Living Translation, Never stop praying. Keep in constant contact with the Most High. Talking to God keeps you aware that He is near and expresses your reverence and dependence on Him for holiness. If you need a good pattern for prayer, look no further than the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. And that prayer is found in Matthew 6, verse 9 to verse 13. Another final practical step for holiness is engaging in fellowship with the body of Christ. Church is the body of Christ and it provides opportunities for believers to connect with each other in the love of Christ, serving one another. It is vital for followers of Christ to meet regularly so they can encourage each other in their faith. Consider what it says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 to verse 15. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now at the day of his return is drawing near. Church provides that opportunity for you to stir up your faith in God so you can grow in holiness. It provides numerous opportunities by ministry and communicating with your brothers and sisters in Christ. The body of Christ in this modern age has been made to seem unessential, but it is vital it empowers the believer to be set apart in a fallen world. Maybe you are young in the faith, or perhaps you are mature. No matter what you are in terms of your spiritual growth, every believer must continually grow in holiness. Being set apart shows lost souls there is a better way to live through Jesus Christ. It is not about being different, but living for God to the fullest. Let the Lord continually cleanse you and work mightily through you. Be holy. Heavenly Father, blessed be your name. Lord, you are good. Your mercy is everlasting. Your truth endures into all generations. Great are you and worthy to be praised. You are the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. You don't faint. You don't grow weary. There is no searching in your standing. And we come boldly for your throne of grace, Father. Forgive us for our shortcomings. Create us a pure heart and our us a right spirit. Thank you for blessing us and keeping us, Father. We are alive and well in our right mind. We have everything we need for life and godliness through your word. Thank you for all manner of provision that you grace us with. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your word. And above all, thank you for loving us so much that you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross to pay for our sins, and whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to riches of your grace. Father God, I pray that we come to have a greater understanding of holiness, why it's important as we live in this fallen world, Because we have delivered, Father, from the kingdom of darkness. But still we live in this world that is filled with darkness. I pray, Lord, that you help me and my brothers in Christ to grow strong in you, Father, so we can be set apart. Not being better than anyone else. Not trying to distinguish ourselves, but so we can show the loss in this world, there is a better way to draw them closer to you. They'll see by how we live. Help us, Father, understand the importance of holiness, to let you cleanse us, Father. And that may not always be comfortable. It may it may be challenging. But Jesus did was necessary to cleanse clean the temple, Father, to cleanse the temple, Father, God, to cleanse the temple in Jerusalem. And I pray he cleansed our temple, Father, because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, we engage that process and let nothing get in our way. Help us to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh, Father. Help us to continually be be not just hearers of your word, but doers of your word. Guard us against the snares of the enemy, Father. If there's anything in us, Father, that displeases you, make it known to us, Father, so that we can do our part in driving it out, Father, spending more time in your word. Help us, Father, to continue to fellowship and to also walk in obedience to be not just hearers of your word, but doers of your word, continually hearing it, not just on one day out of the week, but throughout the entire week, Father. May we see to spending that time that's needed to grow on you. May we not neglect prayer, Father. Our prayer life is very important. Help us to remember that we are to be praying without ceasing, as we are praying right now, Lord. I pray this be true for each of us, Lord God. This I pray. and let the words of our mouth the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Light Post Podcast a ministry of the guiding light church for other messages and resources connect with us online at guidinglight.org, guiding light church on facebook or guiding light church tv on youtube be blessed may your strength equal your days and may your days be long and prosperous